It's time to get your checking account to zero with free checking from PenFed. That's zero ATM fees, zero balance requirements, and zero time spent waiting for your paycheck to direct deposit because you can receive it up to two days early. Open your account with just $25 and see how big zero can be. Apply online today at PenFed.org slash free checking. Early direct deposit eligibility may vary between pay periods and timing of payers' funding. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. The Prince of Persia. The Prince of Persia. What does that term mean in the book of Daniel? Hmm. You want to find out? You want to find out? Let's get into that. This is Joseph Brownlee, your host of Body of Christ Real Talk. I have a special audio guest. What I mean by audio guest, the person is not here physically. But I want you to listen to this audio video. And it's very interesting. It breaks down the Prince of Persia. Now, for the ones that understand that term or are saved, know that term is used in the book of Daniel concerning the battle in the heavenly places with Gabriel, Michael, and some demons, evil spirits. But I'm not going to even get into that because this is going to at least take about just say 25 to 30 minutes long. So what I want you to do, you might hear some other side sounds, anything like that, because I'm in an area that there's a lot of people around. So I hope I'm going to try to put it uh, as close to the speakers I can. Hello, everyone. Happy Memorial Day to you all. Well, it's not happy. I guess I could not say Happy Memorial Day. I just say Memorial Day because a Memorial Day can be a very sad day for many people, you know, even though the conception of celebrating Memorial Day and things like that, you know, people celebrate it for different reasons. We Americans, we just celebrate, we make traditions out of everything, just about, you know. Uh, so, I don't think as much as a lot of Latin countries, <laughs> like my uh, my fiance, I would say it's about Colombia. But, uh, you know, well, anyway, you know, for the ones that you have lost or, you know, for some, even some of the others, you have lost, whether it's the military, whether it's old slavery, whether it's just someone you're mourning, you know. And uh, if they are saved, you know where they are at, they're with the Lord Jesus Christ and everything, uh, spiritually, waiting for their bodies, their beautiful new bodies where he will take, where he, we, when they will receive and the rapture of the catching away of the church. Okay. But uh, let me digress. Without any further ado, I'm going to play this audio all the way through, but it's just a breakdown of angels, demons, Satan, etc. This is spiritual warfare. I'm, I'm playing this because I want all, everybody, the saved and the unsaved, to understand that that's a lot of things going on in the heavenly realms. And it concerns what's going to happen in this physical realm on earth. Okay. So I'm going to play this. I'm not going to interrupt. I'm not going to do none of that. I'm just going to play this audio. Uh, the net, the title of it is Who Did the Bible Refer to as the Prince of Persia? 
I'm going to leave it at that, but I'm going to play this audio, then I'm going to elaborate from there why I played this audio. So it might take about 25 to 30 minutes if I play it all the way through. God bless you. Get your ears, get your Bibles ready. You know, this is for everybody. For the saved, the unsaved, the curiosity listeners. No host bar. Let's get into this audio and understand there is a real spiritual warfare according to the Bible going on right now, even even when it did back in the days of the prophets and Daniel, which is a prophet, who is a prophet, okay? So here we go. Without any further ado, this is the story of the battle in the heavens and some uh, different definitions of powers that evil spirits and also angels has. These are real beings, okay? Terrestrial beings, okay? God bless. Here we go. The Prince of Persia is only mentioned in Daniel chapter 10, a highly apocalyptic and therefore at least partially symbolic section of the book of Daniel. The Prince of Persia is most likely a reference to a wicked spiritual being who ruled over Persia in ancient times. The prophet Daniel had obtained a troubling vision concerning a great war. He went into a three-week period of mourning, fasting, and prayer. God sent a heavenly messenger to explain the vision in response to Daniel's prayer. Daniel chapter 10 verses 1 to 9 In the third year of Cyrus, king of Persia, a revelation was given to Daniel, who was called Belteshazzar. Its message was true, and it concerned a great war. The understanding of the message came to him in a vision. At that time, I, Daniel, mourned for three weeks, I ate no choice food, no meat or wine touched my lips, and I used no lotions at all until the three weeks were over. On the twenty-fourth day of the first month, as I was standing on the bank of the great river, the Tigris, I looked up, and there before me was a man dressed in linen, with a belt of fine gold from Euphus around his waist. His body was like topaz, his face like lightning his eyes like flaming torches, his arms and legs like the gleam of burnished bronze, and his voice like the sound of a multitude. I, Daniel, was the only one who saw the vision. Those who were with me did not see it, but such terror overwhelmed them that they fled and hid themselves. So I was left alone, gazing at this great vision. I had no strength left, my face turned deathly pale, and I was helpless. Then I heard him speaking, and as I listened to him, I fell into a deep sleep, my face to the ground. Daniel was once again being ready to receive a vision and prophecy from an angel. This time, the prophecy would encompass King Cyrus of Persia, as well as the establishing of God's kingdom on earth. Daniel foresaw something incredible, because he wept and fasted for three weeks before it happened. The angel that appeared to him was extremely beautiful. Even though the lads with Daniel did not see the vision, they were terrified. Meanwhile, Daniel had been awakened by holy terror and had fallen asleep. A hand touched me, 
and set me trembling on my hands and knees. He said, Daniel, you are highly esteemed. Consider carefully the words I am about to speak to you, and stand up, for I have now been sent to you. And when he said this to me, I stood up trembling. Then he continued, Do not be afraid, Daniel. Since the first day that you set your mind to gain understanding and to humble yourself before your God, your words were heard, and I have come in response to them. But the prince of the Persian kingdom resisted me twenty-one days. Then Michael, one of the chief princes, came to help me, because I was detained there with the king of Persia. Now I have come to explain to you what will happen to your people in the future, for the vision concerns a time yet to come. Daniel chapter 10 verses 10 to 14 Here we are given discernment into the warfare in the spiritual realm. Daniel had been praying and fasting for three weeks, and the angel had been sent from the first day in response. However, the angel had been delayed by a figure called the Prince of the Kingdom of Persia, who opposed him for 21 days for the entire period during which Daniel had been fasting and praying. This was apparently a high-ranking demon allocated to the nation of Persia to represent the devil's kingdom and fight against gods. The kingdom of Satan is composed of four evil divisions. The first is the fallen angels, or principalities, which serve as Satan's highest-ranking rulers. The second division is the powers, who were given authority to execute the will of the chief rulers. Satan has just one reason for dividing his legions into ranks, and that reason is spiritual warfare. His passion is still fueled by pride, which feeds his ravenous need for total authority. Satan's main goal is to have the entire world bow down to him and worship him as God. There is, however, a better kingdom than Satan's, led by Jesus Christ, who will rule the globe for a thousand years in perfect peace. The wolf also shall dwell with the lamb, the leopard shall lie down with the young goat, the calf and the young lion and the fatling together, and a little child shall lead them. Isaiah chapter 11 verse 6 Demons are the foot soldiers of his evil army, and they are controlled and directed by higher-ranking rulers, powers, and principalities. The terms devil, devils, and demons are frequently interchanged. There is only one prince of devils, Satan, but there are many demons. The word demon is derived from the Greek word daemon, which means evil spirit. Satan, the devil, has an angelic body and cannot physically enter anyone, but he can be in union with man for evil purposes. Luke chapter 22 verse 3 Then entered Satan into Judas named Iscariot, being of the number of the twelve. Demons, on the other hand, are evil spirits that operate in the world by possessing the bodies of humans or beasts. Luke chapter 8, verse 30. And Jesus asked him, saying, What is thy name? And he said, Legion, because many devils were entered into him. Luke chapter 8, verse 33. Then went the devils out of the man and entered into the swine 
and the herd ran violently down a steep place into the lake and were choked. Scripture repeatedly says that Satan exercises a level of control and rule in this fallen world. 1 John chapter 5, verse 19 We know that we are children of God, and that the whole world is under the control of the evil one. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 4 The God of this age has blinded the minds of unbelievers, so that they cannot see the light of the gospel that displays the glory of Christ, who is the image of God. As a result, the messenger who came to Daniel was engaged in angelic warfare. In fact, the demonic prince of Persia wielded such incredible power that Michael, one of the chief princes, was dispatched to his aid. In Jude chapter 9, we learn that Michael is an archangel. The angel was able to reach Daniel due to his strength. An angel clarifies how the Jews' final days will unfold in Daniel's final vision. Michael, the great prince who stands guard over the sons of your people, will appear at this time. The angel also refers to Michael as Daniel's prince. The Bible doesn't say what standing guard entails, but it's very clear that Michael has special responsibilities for Israel. In his role as a fighter, Michael has a particular responsibility to Israel. In Daniel chapter 10 verse 21 and Daniel chapter 12 verse 1, he is said to be the prince of that nation. As we read ancient and modern history, I believe we see the hand of Michael defending Israel. To illustrate the angel that the prince of Persia faced, we will discuss the angel Michael's battle for the body of Moses. Jude chapter 9 But even the archangel Michael, when he was disputing with the devil about the body of Moses, did not himself dare to condemn him for slander, but said, The Lord rebuke you. The ninth verse of the little book of Jude specifically refers to Michael as an archangel and recounts his battle with Lucifer over Moses' body. Michael triumphed, thanks to the Lord's assistance. Despite his great power, Michael remains completely submissive to the Lord. Jude chapter 1 verse 9 demonstrates his reliance on the Lord's power. The righteous angels are ranked and submit to authority. Considering Michael the archangel's strength, his submission to God is all the more beautiful. The term archangel means highest rank angel. Most angels in the Bible are depicted as messengers, but Michael is described as contending, fighting, or standing against evil spirits and principalities in all three books. Revelation chapter 12, verse 7. Then war broke out in heaven. Michael and his angels fought against the dragon, and the dragon and his angels fought back. While he was saying this to me, I bowed with my face toward the ground and was speechless. Then one who looked like a man touched my lips, and I opened my mouth and began to speak. I said to the one standing before me, I am overcome with anguish because of the vision, my Lord, and I feel very weak. How can I, your servant, talk with you, my Lord? My strength is gone, and I can hardly breathe. Again, the one who looked like a man touched me and gave me strength. 
Do not be afraid. You were highly esteemed, he said. Peace. Be strong now. Be strong. When he spoke to me, I was strengthened and said, Speak, my lord, since you have given me strength. So he said, Do you know why I have come to you? Soon I will return to fight against the prince of Persia, and when I go, the prince of Greece will come. But first I will tell you what is written in the book of truth. No one supports me against them except Michael, your prince. Daniel chapter 10 verses 15 to 21 Despite his anguish and weakness, the angel strengthened Daniel to receive the revelation that follows in chapters 11 and 12. But there was more angelic conflict to come. The angel had to return immediately to fight the prince of Persia. Then he informed Daniel that the prince of Greece would be arriving. This implies that Satan's demons are constantly at odds with God's kingdom and servants. You must be prepared to fight in the spiritual realm where you cannot see the battle. Ephesians chapter 6 verses 10 to 18 Finally, be strong in the Lord and in His mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Therefore put on the full armor of God, so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground, and after you have done everything, to stand. Stand firm then, with a belt of truth buckled around your waist, with a breastplate of righteousness in place, and with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. In addition to all this, take up the shield of faith, with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation, and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God, and pray in the Spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert, and always keep on praying for all the Lord's people. There are battles fought and things that happen in the spiritual realm that we may know nothing about, but we are taught that our conduct has an effect on what transpires there. That is why we should never give up praying and submitting ourselves to the Lord in obedience. What happens in our lives of faith has implications far greater than what we can see. So we must stay steadfast and trust the Lord, even when we cannot see what He is doing. The angelic messenger then informs him that he will face even more spiritual warfare when he returns to fight against the Prince of Persia. Following that, he will face another spiritual adversary, the Prince of Greece. Daniel chapter 10 verse 20 We know from history and from Daniel that Greece would be the next world power after Persia and that Greece would rule Israel for a time. Three spiritual entities are mentioned in this passage in relation to three earthly nations, the prince of Persia, the prince of Greece, and the prince of Israel, Michael. As the New Testament reminds us, our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, 
against the powers of this dark world and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Ephesians chapter 6 verse 12 The battle is real. It is unknown whether the fate of this spiritual prince of Persia was linked to that of the physical Persian Empire. Satan mimics God through counterfeit means, and demonic invasion is no exception. Those who are submitted to the Lord have a divine personality dwelling in them in the form of the Holy Spirit. John chapter 14 verse 23 Jesus replied, Anyone who loves me will obey my teaching. My Father will love them, and we will come to them and make our home with them. Those who are ruled in some area of their life by demons are influenced by Satan's evil spirit. Acts chapter 19 verse 16 And the man in whom the evil spirit was leaped on them and overcame them and prevailed against them, so that they fled out of that house naked and wounded. Jesus Christ came to earth to deliver the oppressed from the power of demons. Acts chapter 10 verse 38 how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and power, and how he went around doing good and healing all who were under the power of the devil, because God was with him. When believers are liberated, they are transformed by the power of God's Spirit, a supernatural transformation that Satan cannot imitate. Demons have what characteristics? Demons, like their leader, have personalities and goals that define their mission. The Bible, however, lets us know certain things about the evil one's kingdom. Number 1. Demons are distinct creatures. Mark chapter 16, verse 9. Now when Jesus was risen early the first day of the week, he appeared first to Mary Magdalene, out of whom he had cast seven devils. Number 2. Demons have a will. Matthew chapter 12, verses 43 to 45. When an unclean spirit goes out of a man, he goes through dry places seeking rest and finds none. Then he says, I will return to my house from which I came. And when he comes, he finds it empty, swept, and put in order. Then he goes and takes with him seven other spirits more wicked than himself, and they enter and dwell there and the last state of that man is worse than the first. Demons have the ability to speak. The Gospels of Matthew, Mark, and Luke repeatedly present illustrations of this, as does the book of Acts. Acts chapter 19, verses 13 to 15. Then some of the itinerant Jewish exorcists took it upon themselves to call the name of the Lord Jesus over those who had evil spirits, saying, we exercise you by the Jesus whom Paul preaches. Also, there were seven sons of Siva, a Jewish chief priest who did so. And the evil spirit answered and said, Jesus I know and Paul I know, but who are you? Matthew chapter 28 verses 28 to 34 When he arrived at the other side in the region of the Gadarenes, two demon-possessed men coming from the tombs met him. They were so violent that no one could pass that way. 
CuriosityStream is the streaming service for people who want to know more. And now check out Curiosity's new series, The Real Wild West. Rolling Stone magazine says it's the history of the West they usually don't teach you. The mythology of the West left out a lot of the people. People said they'd never seen a black cowboy. This is the history book, but did you know about these other facts? Watch The Real Wild West now on CuriosityStream. With monthly, annual, and bundled plans, find the one that works for you at CuriosityStream.com. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. What do you want with us, son of God? They shouted. Have you come here to torture us before the appointed time? Some distance from them, a large herd of pigs was feeding. The demons begged Jesus, If you drive us out, send us into the herd of pigs. He said to them, Go! So they came out and went into the pigs, and the whole herd rushed down the steep bank into the lake and died in the water. Those tending the pigs ran off, went into the town and reported all this, including what had happened to the demon-possessed men. Then the whole town went out to meet Jesus, and when they saw him, they pleaded with him to leave their region. Number 4. Demons Have Understanding Mark chapter 1 verse 24 Okay, round 2. Name something that's not boring. Laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, overprohibited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over a 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The demon said, Let us alone. What have we to do with you, Jesus of Nazareth? Did you come to destroy us? I know who you are the Holy One of God. In Mark chapter 1, verse 24, the demon voices his displeasure at being meddled with by the one he recognizes as God's Holy One. Though their confession was true, it was likely motivated by fear. They knew Jesus would one day execute their final judgment and feared that day had arrived. Number 5. Demons Have Self-Awareness Mark chapter 5, verse 9. Then he, Jesus, asked him, the demon, What is your name? And he answered, saying, My name is Legion, for we are many. 
My name is Legion, for we are many. A Roman legion was made up of 6,000 men. Here the terms suggest that the man was possessed by numerous demons. Number 6. Demons have beliefs. James chapter 2 verse 19. You believe that there is one God. You do well. Even the demons believe and tremble. Belief in God is not the same as faith in God. Demons believe that God exists. They also believe that Christ rose from the grave. But they do not willingly submit to His will or eagerly put their destiny in His hands. Number 7. Demons have emotions. Mark chapter 5 verse 7. And he, the demon, cried out with a loud voice and said, What have I to do with you, Jesus, Son of the Most High God? I implore you by God that you do not torment me. Number 8. Demons have fellowship. 1 Corinthians chapter 10 verses 19 to 23. What am I trying to say? Am I saying that food offered to idols has some significance or that idols are real gods? No, not at all. I am saying that these sacrifices are offered to demons, not to God. And I don't want you to participate with demons. You cannot drink from the cup of the Lord and from the cup of demons too. You cannot eat at the Lord's table and at the table of demons too. What? Do we dare to rouse the Lord's jealousy? Do you think we are stronger than He is? You say, I am allowed to do anything, but not everything is good for you. You say, I am allowed to do anything, but not everything is beneficial. Number 9. Demons have doctrines. 1 Timothy chapter 4 verses 1 and 2. The Spirit clearly says that in later times, some will abandon the faith and follow deceiving spirits and things taught by demons. Such teachings come through hypocritical liars, whose consciences have been seared as with a hot iron. Number 10. Demons have desires. Matthew chapter 8 verse 31. So the demons begged him, Jesus, saying, if you cast us out, permit us to go away into the herd of swine. Number 11. Demons have controlling power over those they occupy. Acts chapter 19, verse 16. And the man in whom the evil spirit was leaped on them and overcame them and prevailed against them, so that they fled out of that house naked and wounded. Number 12. Demons have miraculous powers. Revelation, chapter 16, verse 14. For they are the spirits of devils working miracles, which go forth under the kings of the earth and of the whole world. In his model prayer, Jesus instructed his followers to pray for deliverance from the evil one on a daily basis. Luke, chapter 11, verses 1 to 7. And it came to pass that as he was praying at a certain place, when he ceased, one of his disciples said unto him, Lord, teach us to pray, as John also taught his disciples. And he said unto them, When ye pray, say, Our Father which art in heaven, 
hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done as in heaven so on earth. Give us day by day our daily bread, and forgive us our sins, for we also forgive one that is indebted to us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. And he said unto them, Which of you shall have a friend, and shall go unto him at midnight, and say unto him, Friend, lend me three loaves? For a friend of mine in his journey has come to me, and I have nothing to set before him. And he from within shall answer and say, Trouble me not, the door is now shut, and my children are with me in bed. I cannot rise and give thee. Christ is the New Testament church's model. He spent a lot of time... Re okay. Okay. I'm going to stop there. But I wanted to give you a taste of what's going on in the heavenly realms. Yes, that was happening back then. The same thing is happening today, today even under this dispensation. Now, I had about a few more minutes left in this tape, but I think it was just getting outside of what I wanted you to hear, including the uh, the Lord's Prayer, which is for Israel. I don't want nobody to get confused with the Lord's Prayer, but my point I wanted you to focus on was the realness of the demons and angels. You heard the scriptures that was used was very accurate, so therefore, uh, this this teacher has scriptures to back it up, Okay. And the reason I done all that because I wanted my listeners to understand there are demons and angels. Some is for us or some is not for us. Angels are messages. They was used in different ways at that time. At that time. Now the way let me put this out there, the way angels was used then for the kingdom program and for the past for the prophets they are not used today for the body uh, for the body of Christ you know let me repeat that and explain that the way dame angels was used then there are still messages today no doubt but the way they was used then is different than how they're used today and that's the misconception when you talk, talk to people about angels. That's why it's a, such a misconception when you when people say an angel came into their life or they watch movies, uh, you know, touched by angels and this is a wonderful life. Jimmy Stewart, one of one of my favorite fictional movies, but it's a very good uplifting movie. Very uplifting movie, but fictional. That's just that's. It's just how the world look at angels. No fault of theirs, but that's how Hollywood and all their, you know, Satan even used Hollywood to give a false impression of angels as well as demons, okay? With the ugly pitchforks and looking like gargoyles and stuff like that. So we have to be very careful. I wanted, to, wanted you to give a, a, see, a picture. The Bible didn't put emphasis, as you notice, on the features or how the, the demons looked. And I said... It had nothing to say, didn't say nothing about demons being ugly or vicious looking. It talked about their evil ways. It talked about their powers. If you was listening to this, which I'll be trying to explain sometime to some people that I talk to, my listeners. Also, you can see that angels are very beautiful. Now, the beauty of an angel is very different from a beauty from the terrestrial beings. We are terrestrials from human beings. So you cannot define what they meant by beauty. The Bible does not explain, you know, the beauty like, like we see beauty by looks and features and stuff like that. The angel's beauty is so glorified, we cannot explain it. 
You know, it's it's not explained in the Bible. And I wanted to put that out there. You see the different ways and the different ways the Bible explain things. Sometimes it can be very confusing to some people. You know, most people, most Bible readers, you know, the symbolic ways explains the prince of Persia, the prince of Greece. And then they talked about the prince that's over uh, Egypt. I mean, Israel, which is the uh, archangel Michael, archangel Archangel. The archangel in the Bible means the highest ranking angel. So you know by listening to this that Michael is the highest ranked angel in the heavenly places, the third heavens. Michael, the archangel. Also, Michael is the only archangel. See? And I wanted everybody to hear this. Why? Because I made um, an audio yesterday, a podcast yesterday, about what's going on in this world, what's happening is in the world. I looked at it in a physical sense. This is what's going on now in the world in a spiritual sense, because what's going on down here in the world is because it's piggybacking off what's going on in the heavenly places. You follow what I'm saying? So those two connect. Heaven and earth always connect. What goes on in the heavenly places with the battle and the spiritual warfare is the acts of what's going on in this earth with all this stuff and all this setup is because Satan is using his core horses and he's mimicking God and he's doing the same thing on earth. And you heard a lot of that in this tape. The reason I'm doing this is try to educate us on the realness of demons and angels, the different different ranks in demons and angels, the military ranks and generals and stuff did not start here on earth. All oh, that's just a replica or just a you know, the same type of way, you know, that uh angel uh, angels and demons are used in the heavenly places. They're used by different ranks. Demons mean evil spirits. Demons are evil spirits. Then you have the higher power that's over the demons, evil spirits. What? The fallen angels. They're the evil angels. So they're not all as one. The fallen angels, I don't believe, are the demons. The fallen angels are not the demons. They are a higher ranking power. That's why when Daniel was praying, you know, his prayer was answered the first day. As the Bible says, and the young man gave you scriptures, but it was delayed because of the prince of Persia. That wasn't Satan. That was a high-ranking foot soldier of Satan. Just like you have Michael the archangel, Satan has his core horses too because he always mimicked God. But I'm talking about the spiritual realm. The spiritual realm. Remember, I was talking about our salvation. Our salvation and our eternal life of being with God is spiritual, not physical. These these bodies we have, this frame <clears throat> we have, is going back to the dirt where it was formed since the day of Adam. We are from the dirt. We're from the earthly dirt. So it's always usually a spiritual battle. Our spiritual uh, beings is going to the heavenly places, not this physical. So it's the same here. He mentioned also that Satan cannot enter a person physically. He didn't say spiritually. Physically, Satan is a celestial, a celestial cherubim. Okay, he's a celestial cherubim, a, a, a higher ranking of an angel, a higher type of form of an angel, or you just call it one of the angelic beings, if I can say it that way. He's an angelic being, but he's. Uh, cherubim, and I think one of the cherub- cherubims are the only ones that have wings. Not all angels have wings, just the cherubims, okay? Then you have the seraphims. So God have different created beings. There's a lot of principalities and powers in the heavenly places that are real, recorded in the Bible. So there's no reason for you to doubt that. What's happening, uh, Satan has brought official stories about demons, 
and books and movies and stuff like that. And also as angels, it's all deceptive and everything. Angels is not messaging, just doing the things that they done back then and going and coming in people's lives like touch the movies. It does a series touched by an angel and trying to ring, get your wind, your wings with God with uh it's a wonderful life too. A good series and a good movie. But they are fictionals, it's deception. It's all deception. Hollywood see angels as a deception. I mean, as Hollywood see see angels in the same way. That's why I was there. I was talking about my angel. That's why you can go to Facebook and people talk about, yeah, rest in peace. You're going to get your wings because all of this didn't come from the Bible. It's a misconception that Satan used to give you a delusional, confused view of angels and demons. So I wanted you to see that what I was talking about yesterday in my last podcast, what's going on in the world, I already knew. It's uh, whatever's going on in the world is because it's the battle up in the heavenly realms. When Satan gets kicked out of the second heavens and the heavenly realms, he's going to come on this earth physically and enter the Antichrist. And that's why the miracles and the signs and wonders and a lot of the stuff going to return because the church is going to be gone. The church will be captured away. The church will be raptured before the rib- the tribulation start. And you, there's a lot of havoc and stuff. I have no doubt there would be a lot of demonic more than it is today going on, you know. But you have to remember Satan has a, a, a well-polished army. Of different ranks of angels and demons. Angels and demons. Demons mean evil spirits. You know, different rankings of power that's going, that's starting and conjuring up all this mess that's going on now in the world today. That's the spiritual answer of what's going on in the world. I talked about the physical yesterday. The spiritual answer is what's happening in the world is spiritual. That's that's causing all this havoc, havoc physically on the earth, okay? I hope you got an understanding of that. I hope you got a picture. That's why I played some. I didn't want to play all of it because it was getting outside of what I wanted to want you to listen to. Not saying that it was wrong. I'm not here to do that. I wanted you to. Uh, the, I want you to get on certain points: angels and demons, rankings and power. Now, you know, right now Satan has a lot of power. He has a lot of power. You also know. That Satan has generals. He has foot soldiers. I like to call them his minions. You know, that is proved in the book of Daniel several times. When Gabriel, I believe it was Gabriel, you know, was stopped and slowed down by the prince of Persia, the Bible called it. I don't know if that's, you know, it could be a, a significance of what's going on on earth as well. But it's talking about, the, I'm going to keep it in the Bible realm, prince of Persia. You know, one of the top leaders of Satan, one of the top high dogs like Ar- Michael is the top, the chief of God, this these are the top ranking powers of Satan in the heavenly realms, the second heavens. You know what Satan is dwelling in, which he's the God up in the second heavens and also the God of this world on earth. Satan is the God of this world on earth. If God was ruling, like a lot of people saying God is taking over, God is not allowing us. No, Satan is the God, little G, of this world. If God was ruling this world, all this mess wouldn't be going on. And what I mean by that, God allow, he's allowing Satan to rule this world. That's why all this mess going on. There, there will be a difference. Now, when people say that God is in control of this world, yes, God is in control over everything. But let me tell you this, God allows certain things. That don't mean he don't have control. He allows it so the picture can play out for, like I said once before, for 
his glory. Our missionary not connecting the dots for his glory. So he let these things play off for us to see his power and his glory and his finished work. So in the eyes of God, I also remember all the things in the Bible is already finished. It's not to us, but it's finished. It's, it is done. When Jesus said it was finished, it is finished. What we're saying now is just for us to see. God is already, we, we already have the victory, the body of Christ. The church is already, we already have the victory, but we have to go through the book. We have to go through the play. It's finished in God's eyes, so it's nothing else God has to do. Really? No, it's nothing else besides the rapture, the tribulation. All that that's going to happen is done in the eyes of God. I know it's hard for us to comprehend because we're finite, but it's already finished. It is done. All that, the tribulation, you know, the great white throne judgment, all that is already finished in the eyes of God, but it's playing out. That's hard to comprehend, so don't try to. <laughs> you are God if you can. See, the book is already finished in the eyes of God. The Bible is done. It's not to us. We're just playing through it, okay? God is infinity. God is eternal. God is A to Z. He don't have a beginning and an end. So all this stuff is going on. This is just a play out for us so we can know the powers of God. Even with all the powers and the evil demons going on, that's done. That's finished. But we are playing through the movie. Okay. Just, I'm going to use this as an example. When a person makes a movie, and I know they start from the beginning from the end from what I heard. When a person makes a movie, Whatever it takes uh, six months, a year, two or three, four years or whatever like that. He makes it. He gets it all cut. So he edits it, edit, edit, edits it, you know, get it edited. And then it is finished. Okay, all that is finished. The movie is done. He's finished. He has nothing else to do. Only thing he's waiting for now are the prophets and how the people are going to react when the movie arrives in the theater. Now, when you see a new movie in the theater, the movie is not new. The finished work is. The producers, the directors, the one that made it, it's done to them. They just send back and collecting the profits. You know, they collecting the profits. I'm using this as an earthly term, okay? So stay with me. But when you see a new movie, it's not because the movie was just made. The movie might have been made five or even six or even ten years ago. But in the eyes of the directors and the producers, it's done. We're just looking at the finished product. Okay, therefore, we're looking, we're going through, we're participating in the finished product of what God has already done. You follow what I'm saying? Okay, so I'm going to leave you with that. You know, you ponder on that. The finished work is already done. And you know, the last book of the Bible, according in the Bible is not chronologically in the King James in that order. I believe Second Timothy is the last book, but that's another teaching. But the book of Revelation you know, for our sake and our learning, the last book of the Bible, according to the shape of the Bible, of the way man put it in there, we are victorious. We are the victors, the ones that's in the body of Christ, the church and in the kingdom program, the little flock. We are the victors. It is finished. We're just going through the play of it. This is Joseph Brown. I hope you got some understanding that there are is really demons and angels out there with powers, with great miraculous power. It would be manifested more in tribulation, but you don't want to be there. We will have we will see more beautiful things in the heavenly places. So I'm gonna leave you with this. If you are not saved, if you're not saved, you know why. And God knows why. 
It's your own belief. I don't care if you're afraid or whatever like that. You can just say, I'm not ready to give up this type of life. I know I got to stop this. I know I got to change this. I know after, if you listen to my audios and I tell you the way of salvation, and I already explained according to Second Corinthians 5 and 19, how to be saved, and you still have not been saved or still have accepted Christ, it's your fault because it's only come down to one thing. It's unbelief. You go back to the tape. What did he say? Satan is the master. He's keeping the unbelievers confused. That's Satan's job to keep you confused. You know, so I said it's your fault. But a lot of it, uh, let me pick it, uh, let me digress and go back in that. It's caused because of the enemy want to keep you in unbelief. My point is, though, there's one reason you are not accepting Christ today. You can come up with all your excuses why I don't want to give up that I need to change this. The Bible got many errors. I don't believe this. It's your unbelief. You just said it. it's your unbelief. Why you don't accept Jesus Christ today is your unbelief belief you can believe jesus died and rose again or whatever like that but never accepted his free gift of what he done without receiving it it's your unbelief it ain't got nothing to do with your sins it's already been explained many times by me so you have no excuse not to be saved today it's your unbelief you can't keep waiting you're not promised day night hour minute or second the day of salvation is today. Believing in the death, burial, resurrection of Jesus Christ sincerely. Not just no, not just head knowledge or mouth knowledge. It's heart knowledge that you want to change. Believing and receiving and that you will be saved. That's all I have to say with that. You have to go from there. God bless you. This is Joseph Brownlee of Body of Christ Real Talk. I hope you enjoy this special show today. I wanted to show you that demons and angels are real. There is a battle. You know, you should have no more doubt. If you do have doubt, it's on you because of your unbelief. God is not going to force you. He's not going to make you. He's not going to coerce you or nothing like that. It's up to you to make your decision. Okay, stop making up decisions. Stop saying you're not doing this because of people. Stop making excuses about the errors in the Bible. God is going to hold you accountable for your own belief. Okay, for your own belief. It's a lot of things that you believe right now today that's not of God. You don't have a problem believing a lot of stuff going on that's wicked or whatever like that. So there's no excuse. You refuse. You might even believe in aliens you might even believe in you know different things or whatever like that you can read spiritual books or whatever like that so ain't nothing wrong with your faith it's what you put your faith in so it, it, the problem is not your faith it's who you put your faith in so don't make excuses no more unbelief okay because you can't believe you have faith in something but it's not god that's all to a point blank being real cut and dry God bless you. Joseph Brownlee, Body of Christ, Real Talk. Joseph Brownlee, Body of Christ, Real Talk. Love you all. Peace out with my famous baby laugh. <laughs>
No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.